everybody. So we are so excited. We are here to talk about an epic movie. This is the big Avengers Infinity War. It's not part one anymore, but basically it is. And, <laughs> and I'm Rachel and my friend Trevor is here to talk about it. Hi, everyone. How you going? Yeah. And uh, so this is the event of the summer, would you say? Uh, yes, it definitely is. It's, it's, it's the biggest of the big blockbusters. It's the biggest temple of the year. I think it's um, definitely been the, the highest earner of the year too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, when I was figuring out my top 10 of the, uh, of the um, summer, I was hesitant to put Avengers Infinity War at number one because the last like three years, everybody thinks a Marvel movie will be number one and then it hasn't been number one at the domestic mm. box office. And uh, last year I had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at number one, and it ended up being uh, um, Wonder Woman, I think. was what one Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the year before, I had whatever movie was that year, I can't remember. And uh, and I and it ended up being um, Finding Dory to be number yeah. one. So. so we'll see. I uh, But we'll see. Uh, I can't imagine anything topping what this what this mo movie is doing right now. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, yeah. Potentially. What, what have we got? We got like Jurassic Park. Jurassic, Jurassic Park World, then. Incredibles 2 could really. Um, yeah, it could go up there. And yeah, it could go up there. And then Solo, those are the only, and maybe, I mean, maybe Deadpool too, but I doubt it since it's a um, R-rated film. Yeah, so I reckon, yeah, it, it's either probably Jurassic Park or Incredibles 2, I reckon that would uh would be the biggest contenders yeah yeah i think so how has the the infinity war series been in the comics i didn't get a chance to read these like i normally try to but um how, how has the series gone in the comics yeah so this particular movie was sort of an amalgamation of i'd say three different stories Mm -hmm. So there's uh, one called Thanos Quest, which is very different, but had some structural similarities where it's uh, Thanos finding all the infinity gems, as they were called back then, but they've sort of retroactively been called the infinity stones to be aligned with the movies. Okay. Um, but it's just sort of more Thanos going around the universe, finding the stones. Uh, everyone who has them at the time is sort of, some kind of alien sort of species. The only one sort of familiar with the DCU is the collector. Um, oh, and, and, and the Grandmaster, who um, people would probably know as uh, Jeff Goldblum's character in Thor Ragnarok. Oh. So it's sort of, um, yeah, so Thanos tries, tries to find these stones and usually, uh, instead of using his sort of power to do it, he sort of lie cheats and steals pretty much. So it's sort of this quite interesting thing. So it's not just a force, it's sort of, it's interesting trickery um, to, uh, to obtain these stones, uh, which then sort of leads into a story called uh, Infinity Gauntlet, which is the introduction of the gauntlet and everything like that. But um, essentially, Thanos has all the stones already, and he clicks out everyone out, uh, you know, half the universe out of existence, and the heroes of Marvel Universe have to try and stop them in conjunction with some of the um, more cosmic entities which don't really make it into the movies but it's sort of interesting in their own self. Um, there's a very epic battle in sort of the fourth issue 
which I'd put up there with one of the best um, battles of all time in comics. It's just very exciting and just keep, yeah. And you, you think that they're going to win, and then and then Thanos wins, and then you think you're going to win again, and then Thanos wins. And so it's very exciting. It's uh, for about twenty pages, and then there's also uh, a series uh, a series event called um, Infinity, which there's also this movie also takes a lot of uh, elements from more in a structural kind of way there's sort of um, not so much a plot piece but like with the introduction of the black order who are sort of uh thanks generals and uh just other small similarities like um uh so the, that battle in um wakanda for instance had there was a similar scene in that as well so they've cherry picked bits and pieces and then gelled it all up uh, into a context that fits with the um, the DC, uh, so the MCU movies. Mm. Okay. Would you say that uh, that that they're very different than this film, the 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 comics for Infinity War? Yeah, I'd say. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, and you can sort of pull bits in where they're taking inspiration. But for instance, Infinity Gauntlet happens in a very different way, um, where it's almost flipped. In many ways, okay. where it's more like Thanos, where the ending of this movie happens is more where it starts, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of, so it could end up being that there's a lot of structural similarities in the next film. Um, but there's also a different sort of set of characters which play a, ma- a major role. For instance, the Silver Surfer is a much larger character than this. Uh, a character called Adam Warlock, who was hinted at at the um, at the very end of um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, uh, in the end credit scene as the guy in the cocoon, and I thought that he would, would potentially show up, but I guess they're reserving him for that next movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's sort of um, yeah. So I guess it's one of those things that like the the Marvel movies never do a direct adaptation. It's always cherry picking the best ideas. And then gelling them into something that's original, which I like in, you know, in the sense that it means you're new, you're not getting something that um, you know already know the outcome of as well. Okay, um, interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, I have to. I was bummed I didn't get a chance to read them before this, but they sound like really good ones. So I'll have to pick them up. Uh, they sound they sound good. Um, so overall, so this movie. Uh, what was your overall feeling about about the movie? What was your overall response? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and there was um, there could have been probably a bit more substance to it because there was a lot of you know high adrenaline, high adrenaline, high adrenaline mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It didn't always stop. There was no stop the breathing, and because uh, there were so many characters, you don't get a lot of character development mm-hmm. or a lot of the characters you might want to have developed don't always get developed but mm-hmm. i think that as a as a spectacle it was very enjoyable mm. um you know some fun action scenes uh and the and the ending as well is sort of you feel exhausted by the end of the movie but i think that's i think that's a good thing in a way and mm. because it sort of sets you up that excitement for the next movie mm. and and I, I just think, you know, I'm just like, yeah, now I'm actually looking forward to this next movie and sort of being, you know, having a conclusion 
and then it being something else that you have to set up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I could totally see that. I, I really liked it. Uh, I thought the action was good. I thought the dialogue was snappy and funny. I enjoyed the, I thought that they did about as good a job as you could do balancing all these characters, but I hated the ending. The ending was not for me. And I, you know, it, it's not like the real ending. So I have to wait to give my final judgment to see the next one. And then I will know whether I really disliked it. But like, <laughs> to me, it kind of reminded me, and we'll talk more about this, but it kind of reminded me of the ending of Batman v Superman, which I also hated because I know for sure, I knew for sure that Superman wasn't really going to be dead. So like yeah. I'm trying to pull emotion out of something I know isn't real uh isn't lasting that's i feel like that's very manipulative and i don't like it and um and i this was like to like this of course the movie preceding it was much better but just as far as like my irritation at the ending was kind of similar and i don't like i don't like that i don't like when i don't like when directors act like their audience is stupid because you would have to be a moron to believe that black panther and spider-man are really going to stay dead like that is so ridiculous and it's just like because i know that that's like a complete impossibility it wasn't emotional for me because i know it's not you know like there's not even a chance in heck like if it had been we're going to talk, we'll talk more about this, but if it had been the old characters that had died and then like the next part is them kind of coming back for one last hurrah or whatever, like that I would have believed and that would have been emotional. That I yeah. could have thought. But there's no way they're killing off Black Panther. And so I just thought it was so like, I don't know, it, it bugged me. I didn't like it. <laughs> so that was my main issue with the movie, but I still liked it. Like it, it's not a deal breaker. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's sort of one of those things where it's it's almost the the, the journey instead of like the ending, especially with these sort of big movies. that sort of yeah. like um, sometimes you know they don't always hit the landing or the landing that you want, but you enjoy it enough through the middle yeah. that you know it, it's, it doesn't weigh down too much. That's where I'm at at on it. Well, let's sort of dive in. We can talk more about that coming on. So it starts out on the, um, uh, in Asgard, I guess, basically. And like everything is, everybody is destroyed. Um, And we get our first hint of what's to come, I guess, with the death of Loki and uh, and Heimdall. And this was very emotional i love you you know from thor ragnarok how much i love loki and and this is the only one this these two deaths are the only ones that i think will actually stick in the whole movie i i I think all the rest are not real and so then it bugs me but um this i think i'd be so mad if in the next movie loki comes back i will be so mad they've already done it once before and fake killed him once before and and it was a pretty brutal death i thought yeah Yeah. it's yeah i guess it's the well he's the lord you know the the god of mischief so he he can sort of you know he can you know cheat death as many times as you like Mm -hmm. you know and 
and I'm pretty sure the Norse gods often get resurrected and uh, have in different forms. So who knows? If he comes back, I will riot. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, what are they doing? Like, manipulating their audience. Like, he, I don't know. Like, that will be too far <laughs> for me. Like, uh, it's one of those things. Um, yeah, I don't be mad. Be, you'd be surprised how many uh, deaths in comics get reversed. Well, it, I know. It's, it's, they they yeah. always they always say that the only people who really die in comic book movies are are uh, the Waynes and um and Uncle Ben, but still. Ben. <laughs> yeah, they used to say yeah the only people yeah yeah Uncle Ben and Bucky and then they brought Bucky back about <laughs> fifteen years ago. So <laughs> who knows? Batman's parents. That's it. Everybody Batman's else. Batman's parents. Yeah. I but I don't know. That will just be the most manipulative, lame thing. But like. So I, he's the only one that I at least believed, and yeah, um, and it was emotional. And I definitely think there's zero percent chance that Heimdall's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I think Edris Elba's is too big. I think he's yeah. nothing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hiddleston's the same. Like, it's just his contracts. You know, he's only so four or yeah. five movies, and then that you know, I don't moving on that, to the next thing. Yeah, I don't think Edris Elba is anxious to play the gatekeeper anymore. <laughs> in a marvel movie so that one's uh that one's a zero percent chance he's coming back and loki i would give like a 20 percent chance of coming back and i'll be so mad if he does (laughs) (laughs) but anyway it was emotional like they did a good job it was pretty brutal for a pg-13 oh yeah definitely it was um it was a bit of a surprise too like i don't think anyone expected him to die yeah yeah i mean i i he was he was in the higher part of i did a um who will die in infinity war video and he was in my higher percentage okay just i figured that like members of the three trilogies that were done were the most likely to, to die and uh and so that that was my theory going into it that iron man captain america thor characters were the most vulnerable um, but, um, uh, but anyway, and so, yeah, we get this uh, thing and, uh, Hulk and, and, um, uh, and Hulk ends up going to earth, uh, and, uh, and Thor ends up going and meeting up with Guardians of the Galaxy. And how did you feel about how this movie handled the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's not as jokey as the sort of their own movies, but maybe mm-hmm. it's just that it's, just, it's hard to slot them in with tone because I found this movie didn't have it wasn't as joke heavy as uh, other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a matter of because they couldn't write as many jokes in, uh, maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy sort of uh, flopped in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, especially maybe someone like. Uh, Groot, where Groot was very much the like a one, one joke. They had this the one joke which they played yeah. over, and I guess yeah. So maybe it's just a matter of limited yeah. time. You can't. You got to keep the move story and the story moving. You can't spend time setting up jokes. Yeah, I mean, I'm mixed on how it handled them. I thought that Thor and Star Lord were really fun together. I really liked their chemistry. I uh, I'd like to see a movie with those two actors together because I thought they really worked well. Um, 
And I thought that any time that they called, Thor called Rocket a rabbit, that was really funny. Yeah, that was good, yeah. And I thought that in general, Rocket was really good throughout the movie. And uh, I thought that Groot, it was kind of fun for him to see him actually like kind of fight. Like we never seen him like really in battle like that. No, not really. No, that was sort of cool. You know, and um, uh, and and I, but there were still a couple misses. Like I'm really tired of Drax. I think his jokes are so not funny, and I don't know. He's just, he's just. Uh, I don't like what they've done with his character. He's just a, a character that I thought worked so well in the first movie as part of a bigger group. But then in the second movie, giving him so much time and attention, he began to irritate me. And then he's still irritating me now. And <laughs> I think that Mantis has been a total miss in both movies. I, it's so yeah. weird to me. Like her whole character is just to like humiliate her the whole time. I don't understand. Like if she wasn't an alien, her character would be considered, it would be a racist character, I think. Yeah. I, I really do. I don't, think, I don't think she has enough substance either. I mean, she, like, she just hasn't got anything going on. It just like that sort of one-run joke. Yeah. And so apart from the one scene later on where she does play a, a small role. Yeah. Um, in, in, a, in a fight. She hasn't really done much at all. I think she's yeah. just sort of add numbers almost, which is weird because there's enough numbers there. Yeah, I mean, how did you feel about... Yeah, her whole character is just basically to be like a punching bag. There was that one scene with Thanos, but how did you feel about how they handled Gamora in this movie? Because I feel like Gamora is supposed to be so strong but they've like yeah. never in all three movies, like never really given her a moment to really be strong, you know, to really like oh, kick butt. And even in this movie, she was very kind of, I felt like she was kind of needy and like, I don't know, like I would like to see her be more powerful. She's, she should be a powerful character and she's just, oh, definitely, yeah. She's just kind yeah. of Star Lord's love interest and and Thanos's daughter. Yeah, they made it too vulnerable. I think mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. you, the, the, and the vulnerability works better when you juxtapose it with the badass. Yeah, because it's sort of then it shows the cracks in the badass. But if you don't show enough of the badass, it just doesn't work. It just feels like yeah, like you said, greedy. And Nebula was completely useless in this movie. The only her only purpose was to get tortured. Was to be tortured. Yeah, it was like she was just a plot device more than anything. She's the what? She was like it's the plot device to sort of yeah. uh, to sort of blackmail Gamora into you know to to going down the path of showing that it's done. You know, she she didn't do anything else yet. Yeah, I mean we had my favorite pairings of the movie was uh, was Thor and Star Lord, and then I really yep. liked. Iron Man and Doctor Strange. I thought that worked so well. And oh, definitely. Yeah. And so you had them, they start out in New York City and uh and then uh and then you end up getting that's when you get uh Spider-Man in with them and they end up going to this like dwarf planet in order to uh try to uh there's oh, i can't even remember 
<laughs> they're trying they're trying to get the weapon right or is that yeah so that's that's Thor and um that's Thor and Rocket yeah they Sorry. they go to they get to the, the, the form a new weapon yeah so that's right that's and, right that's right what are what and, are they trying to do on the dwarf planet I can't remember <laughs> well they end up uh, they end up well after they, they jump on the spaceship and they end up in um on Titan which is one of the moons of Jupiter. Yeah. In her house's home, yeah. And they get they're just trying to stop Thanos and uh Ebony Moore, who's uh one of Thanos's uh generals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so what do you think of that dwarf planet? I mean there was only one left and it was kind of a creative choice. This like you have Peter Dinklage as like a giant dwarf. That was sort of creative. Yeah, that was creative, yeah. And I guess it's sort of a because I mean he's generally cast as the the, the dwarf character, so right. And you know he's, he's very typecast, so they're actually having giant. I reckon that works as a play to his acting strengths as opposed to just you know playing mm-hmm. his height as well. Yeah, but I thought that they worked really well. I liked Doctor Strange and Iron Man together. I thought they had good chemistry. Yeah. And they, they have quite good chemistry in the comics as well, and so I think it's a uh, it's sort of because they're similar age, and it's um, you know it's a little, you know it's a men of experience. So they had this sort of mutual respect for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where we find out that there's only one way that, that uh, Strange looks into the time stone and he realizes that there is only one way to stop Thanos. And, uh, and so this is the one way that we're supposedly getting at the end of the movie. And so let's talk about Thanos's plan a little bit here. Yeah. So, Basically, Thanos' plan is that because his, his, his planet was overpopulated, he thinks that you had to have like a purge in order to stop that, and it has to be random. And, but like the thing I didn't understand is it seemed like he killed everybody on Drax's planet, except for Drax, right? Yeah. And yeah, he killed. And he killed everybody on the dwarf planet, except for the one dwarf, right? Yeah. yeah. And so all you have left is, I guess he didn't kill everybody on Gamora's planet. No, that was like a half half. Yeah. But yeah, he's inconsistent. But maybe <laughs> maybe he's keeping, he's saving some other planets he likes later. You I know, guess. The, the, yeah, I killed 300 people on that planet, so I won't kill 300. <laughs> he's even in the books later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, this is basically the exact same plan that Apocalypse has in X Men Apocalypse. Of course, this movie is way better executed, but it's essentially the same plan. Apocalypse yeah. wanted to purify the world and start, you know, start new, um, and uh, it's kind of, kind of the same thing. But uh, I don't know. What do you think of Thanos in this, uh, in this movie? Yeah, I didn't mind him. I mean, it was one of those things where he could have been very icky because mm-hmm. all of his appearances, there was no real development. He just sort of like, there's something yeah. coming, something coming, something big. And it sort of, um, you know, there's no character on it. So at least they've attempted to put a character development throughout the movie and show some vulnerability, especially with uh, the Especially with Gamora, um, in the in Infinity Gauntlet, the comic that this is loosely based off, his motivations are a bit clearer. So he's still trying to uh, 
wipe out half the population of the universe. Mm -hmm. But it's motivated by, it's fallen in love with um, the the physical embodiment of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't love him, but he loves her. And so he's like, he, he's sort of um, doing it for her pretty much because um, she believes her is overpopulated. So he's sort of whipped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's sort of, uh, yeah, it's sort of like, so he's pretty much doing it to impress her. Because the scene with Gamora was emotional, except for the fact that Peter is, the Star-Lord is such a, idiot in that scene i mean they are so close to to overpowering him to overpowering thanos and uh, yeah. but he just ha- he's like even after gamora made him give that promise he uh he retaliates which breaks the group's hold on the glove and makes uh it makes it ruins the whole thing you know you're just like couldn't somebody have told him about time travel <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just like frustrating. It's frustrating, I know. But I guess it's that emotional response. You know, when you're emotional, you don't always think logically. And I guess he's a character that is more emotional than logical. So, I mean, it makes sense within the character. Yeah. The thing that I didn't, I mean, the thing that I liked about Thanos almost more than Thanos himself was I thought that his, like, henchmen were super powerful like they were almost as hard for them to defeat as thanos which i thought was kind of interesting and like i thought added a lot to the tension of these oh, definitely, yeah 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 it's almost like playing a video game where you got the mini bosses before you get to the, the big boss itself because because usually if you think of something like age of ultron there's just like these like drones like tons of yeah. these nameless soldiers and ultron and uh and whereas these like these dudes were powerful oh definitely yeah they're strong and they all got so they're all varying as well in sort of ability and sort yeah. Of, yeah and design and they're all very interesting designs um my and they all look very similar to the comic as well which was pretty cool because yeah. sometimes you know when you sort of retrofit something into into the in live action it's a, it's quite hard to do but they've yeah. actually done a very good job apart from maybe the, the female one, Foxy and Midnight, who was sort of an amalgamation of two characters together uh-huh. because there's like, usually there's five of the generals, but they only yeah. put four in. Um, but I even though, like, I mean, I don't mind too much if they've amalgamated one again just because there's so many characters already in this that you can't just keep yeah. adding more characters for the sake of uh, genuine, you know, to be genuine. Were you at all disappointed that like they just kind of threw away everything from Civil War at like in like nothing? Like uh, Rhodey and 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 Iron Man were just kind of like, oh, that accord. Eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were a bit. Yeah, there wasn't. A, I thought there'd be more tension, and maybe when they originally yeah wrote the script, uh, you know, it, it things changed through the filming where it's a matter of because like, I yeah, like. The, the, civil war much better than this movie because i think civil war had like real like powerful motivations for both tony and for steve you know that that tony was trying to keep to protect his friends from himself and so that was his motivation to to sign the accord 
And that was interesting. And then Steve, his conflict was having just seen S.H.I.E.L.D. be betrayed. And so he's the last thing he's going to want to do is sign an accord and give over his agency. So to me, that conflict was interesting. And uh, it, it built up. And, and like when it's not just like people fighting, it, it's not just people fighting something they think is bad. It's literally Tony avenging the death of his mother you know like that had power and meaning to me and there was there were a couple of moments here that had some of that meaning uh but i don't know i just i just liked that that movie was pretty much even though it had all these characters it was focused on these two characters their conflict their motivation and uh and i don't think that they needed the letter at the end but i get it it's a it's a movie for kids and so they kind of need to like say everything's okay you know but um, yeah, it uh, gets us a bit of closure as well. Yeah. <laughs> For something that's like, you know, just a piece of an ongoing saga, yeah, you need know, some kind of closure as well. But yeah. <laughs> like, you would think, like, Rhodey was, like, paralyzed practically. Like, he almost died. You think that he would be a little more, like, conflicted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he had his mind pretty much uh, made up in this, in this movie pretty quickly. Yeah, Tony's just like, yeah. get out my flip phone, you know? <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, but I guess it, 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 uh, I wonder if there'll be more of that in the next movie because I mean Tony and um, Steve didn't actually yeah, didn't meet actually in this meet. movie, so maybe yeah. that's where the tension will come. Maybe. And you, you sort of see this as like a you, you treat this as actually like it's the two movies is a five-hour movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, maybe I'm being too hard on it, but um, uh, but uh, my expectations were super high going into this for sure which is always the worst and I should never do that. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, and so we also did not see any Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was, is not surprising given their movie coming up. We'll talk more about that, but no Hawkeye. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to have a, a major role in the, the, uh, the next uh, movie. Yeah. But That's what maybe, I think. Yeah. I, I think we'll he's... either see him in Captain Marvel or in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like that's the only reason. Why else would you have him not in the movie? Yeah. Uh, like, so unless he unless he couldn't like Jeremy Renner couldn't actually physically make it to the set. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Like Hawkeye's gonna be like, I'm taking this one out. <laughs> I've worked real hard, you know. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just lazing on a beach somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he might, he might, he's gotta he's gotta play some kind of massive role in the next movie. It's uh, yeah. the only reason. Well, it makes sense that he'll be in Ant-Man and the Wasp in some regard, maybe just like kind of similar to the way Falcon was in the first Ant-Man. Because uh, they're both on house arrest. They're both, you know, like having some of the same situation. So um, so I I think uh, I I really wouldn't be surprised at all if we see him in uh, in that movie. But Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and so uh, then we have, so we have, uh spider-man doctor strange iron man on the dwarf planet we have uh star lord gamora drax mantis um nebula oh what did you think about them meeting red skull what on earth was that that was a nice surprise though it It was a nice surprise but it was so weird i was just like at first i was like because i thought red skull died well, yeah, he, he did die, so I guess this is like his ghost more than anything. Is it his ghost? I wasn't I sure, because I was like, 
is this just a planet of red people? I don't know. What do I know? Like, or is that really red school? And because there's a whole planet of green people, there's a whole planet of red people. Because like, it made no sense. I was so confused because red skull is not an alien. No, I guess it's just these ghosts. And I guess it's the soul stone. I guess it's because they're finding the soul stone. Maybe it's like some kind of, they said him as the gatekeeper kind of thing. Why would he be the gatekeeper of the Soul Stone? He was a villain. Yeah, I don't know. It's unless it's his connection with another Infinity Stone because he, he, yeah, he handled the Terrax. I was just so confused. I was like, is that Red Skull? I think it's Red Skull because it's not the same actor. It's a different actor. Nah. And so yeah, that's just the confusion. I was like, well, I didn't expect to see that. Okay, whatever. Um, but that was kind of fun. It was weird, but fun. They find out that, yeah, that that uh, Thanos will have to sacrifice somebody he loves, and then Thanos sacrifices Gamora, and he gets the soul with the Wakanda scenes, which I think were the strongest part of the movie. Yeah, that's the uh the mm-hmm. I thought that all the I thought in general all the action was really good. It was really entertaining. And I thought that everybody, I thought they did actually a pretty good job of giving every single character like a moment. Yeah, they, they, yeah, like you said, they gave them a moment and it's like uh, they gave them something cool to do. You know, so you had, yeah. You had like, well, Rhodey was able to, you know, do some cool sort of fly around and shoot everything and same with Bad Sam, being able to, you know, and in, but in a, in a cool way, they, you know, giving you abilities, the time to shine, cause especially since, um, Sam Wilson especially hadn't really done much, you know, had much screen time in that up until that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I, I thought that it was like interesting to see the Hulk, like some of the special effects on the Hulk weren't great, but, um, but I thought the, like the whole thing with Bruce struggling to become Hulk was interesting because he had just been in Hulk for like how long? Three years or something? Three years, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. Um, Thor Ragnarok. So that was surprising. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an interesting take on the Hulk as well. It's one of those things. In the comics, they always try and shake up the Hulk in one way or another. And I guess this is a new way, especially for the movies, to sort of where it usually was, um, you know, uh, you know, something that he didn't want to do. But, you know, Bruce didn't ever want to actually be the Hulk. But now that he had, you know, needs to be the Hulk, he can't be it. It's mm-hmm. sort of the, the flip on the curse. Almost in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I liked that. And what did you think about Vision and Scarlet Witch? So they they've been like uh, hiding out, yeah, somewhere. And uh, and then so we get some time to them together. And I do think those two actors have pretty good chemistry. Yeah, they did. And I mean, the comics that's sort of the uh, I can see it right behind you actually. Yeah. There's uh, them the together, and so yeah, the wedding. So like, yeah, there is a history in the comics. So I'm not surprised though in general. Um, and yeah, there was some good chemistry, so it sort of felt believable in mm-hmm. the movie. Um, I did get distracted at one point um, early on when they were together. There was a sign behind them that said, uh, oh, "We can deep fry your kebab," which oh, I found was very, very amusing. <laughs> and my partner pointed to me like, nudged me when she saw it as well. <laughs> yeah, 
That is funny. It's kind of like those signs at Thor Ragnarok that were, were pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, the only frustration with Scarlet Witch and with Vision is that they're they're such powerful characters and they are underusing them. Like Scarlet uh, Witch should be more powerful than she is in these movies, but she's kind of just like Gamora is kind of reverted back into a side sort of a sidekick, sort of a like she should be yeah. a lot more powerful than Black Widow. Oh, definitely, yeah, she would be, and yeah, and yeah, I guess it maybe it's a victim. She's a victim of the fact that there's so many characters and so many, you know, so little time to yeah. you know, give everyone a role. But yeah, but I thought I that think it, she she should have she should have had more time, or at least yeah. uh, given us some more stuff to do, which wasn't just you know, Rena fretting over. Um, yeah, I thought there. it. It really worked, though, like her having to decide whether she's going to kill Vision or not. Like, that was emotional. Yeah, that was good. That was effective. Um, and uh, and you really felt like that character had died. Part of my problem with the ending is just this dissolving thing was just so weird to me. And I didn't understand, like, what was happening. And, uh, and so I... Because they... We'll talk more about that. But I... I, th- I felt at least with Gamora and at least with Loki and at least with Vision that you like saw a body and you saw a death. Yeah. You know, like it felt more like real at least uh, in the story. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I guess it's one of those things where, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like you did it disappear. It's sort of like, oh, okay, they'll probably come back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. When you see a body, it's sort of like you can you can have spend more time with the emotion. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they just disappear and there's nothing, it's like how do you hold that together? Yeah. And you know, because yeah, you need to have some kind of physical thing to sort of be emotional over, even if it's yeah, dead. yeah. Because when they're all dissolving. I didn't understand that that was actually, I honestly, maybe I'm just stupid, but I didn't understand that that was actually like death at first. Like I came home and I'm like, I don't know what just happened because it didn't feel like death. Like people don't dissolve when they die. And so I'm like, did they go to some other dimension? Are they in some other reality? Cause we saw alternate realities happen in the movie. And so yeah. I, I thought it was confusing. And, um, and that also made it less emotional because I was confused and evidently n- nobody else was confused, but I was. And, and, uh, but anyway, uh, it was an odd choice. I thought it was kind of like similar to the way that Voldemort just dissolves at the end of the Harry Potter movies. It's like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's never been a part of Canon. Why is he dissolving? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's. it's uh, I think they were meant to sort of dis- disappear from existence itself. But but if you disappear from existence, when your memory, like the memory of you, also disappears from existence. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's. Yeah. Like there's a disappearance, yeah, from this point onwards. I know, I'm probably way overthinking it, but I was maybe, genuinely yeah. confused. I did not know what was going on, and uh, and so anyway, but um, but yeah, it was an emotional moment between. Uh, between uh, black uh, between Scarlet Witch and Vision, and Vision. yeah, yeah, and I think uh, that uh, you know, like, because she's a character that should be like Jean Grey kind of powerful, right? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. She is yeah. a very powerful character. Yeah. So um, you have not gotten, yeah. we have not gotten that feel at all. Like the only time we've ever gotten that feeling that she's telekinetic is in age of Ultron when she invaded their dreams, but she hasn't done anything like that in a long time. No, it's sort of, yeah, she's underutilized and hopefully it's like when they sort of, even in the next movie, because there's a couple of fewer characters, they can sort of um, get her in yeah. a bit better. Or I don't think she's going to have a solo movie anytime soon. She hasn't been set up well enough for that. But yeah. if they do like Avengers 5, she'll probably be in that, that next generation of Avengers. And hopefully they give her the time to shine in. Because, yeah, at the moment, she's just sort of a, a, a big character. Yeah. But I, I really did like all of the action was super fun. I, I was all engaging. And I think that Thanos was very powerful and intimidating. And so he really worked in that way, I think. Oh, definitely, yeah. And it was sort of gut-wrenching as well when sort of, uh, Vision died and uh, he just reversed time and yeah. then grabbed the stone and then killed yeah. him again. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of, yeah. You thought, oh uh, yes, you know, he, you know, he stopped. We've stopped Thanos, but then you know, they take it, then then quickly take it away from us, like pull the, you know, the, the rug underneath us. It's sort of effective. Yeah, and you do get that moment where where he where you think that Thor has that awesome new like thing he has. That was super. Yeah, the, cool. the, the, the new ax, yeah, the axe hammer, yeah, the, the storm giver, storm bringer. Sorry. Yeah, that was really cool. And so you think that maybe he's defeated Thanos with that that thing, but then he comes back and he has the full gauntlet and uh and then he leaves and you see him on that uh um you see him on that planet finally resting. And yeah. uh and yeah, and then that's when people start dissolving. And I don't know, like it, here's what I think. I if it was me I would have just had this this end with killing the killing the 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 old older characters. Like even if you had just ended this with the death of Captain America and Iron Man, that would have been really emotional. And Thanos is somewhere that so that all the people they have to gather together go and avenge the deaths of Iron Man and Cap. And that would have, I would have completely bought that they were actually dead. I would have been devastated, but you know, like moving forward. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, uh, and then you, it would be a great way of kind of passing the baton. Cause even if you are able to get Cap and, uh, and Iron Man and maybe Thor, if you're able to get them back for this, for the next movie through time travel or whatever, then you have them have their final thing and it's this great like passing of the baton moment to all these new characters who've had to then take the leadership role and to me that would be way more emotional and way more interesting and way more believable but like like i said earlier i don't believe for one iota of a a nanosecond that spider-man is dead like i i definitely not that I had people that were like weeping and I don't under, I honestly don't understand because I don't understand because how can they possibly believe that that's real? No. Uh, Well, they clearly don't understand superhero uh, (laughs) storytelling because 
you can think of it this way for people who might uh, be less familiar. It's uh, superhero storytelling is like an elastic band. You sort of stretch it, which is uh, changing of the status quo. Yeah. But it always snaps back. <laughs> it always snaps back into something familiar. Maybe slightly different, but always familiar. So all these characters will come back. They might be slightly different in some way, but they will come back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you like, like said, it's sort of, yeah, they will come back. If not, you know, it's, it's very obvious that they will. But uh, I guess, you know. But don't you agree that, like, if it had been some of those older characters, that would have been way more believable because oh, definitely, yeah. we would have believed that okay their contracts are ending we know and we believe that they could possibly be they could possibly be, be dead oh but definitely yeah. Know, there's there's, yeah yeah there's like that that window of of you know belief there's more closure within these deaths would you have been uh, more more likely so like if no. they had like they disappeared but then like, you know, there was another scene where there was, like, some kind of uh, memorial. No, memorial. then I'd be even more annoyed. That'd be, like, what Superman did, because that's, like, trying to, like, manipulate you even more. There's zero chance that Spider-Man and Black Panther are really dead. Zero. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, they actually yeah. made the best decision that if they were going to go that route, like, making them dissolve and getting it just done was probably the best decision. If they had prolonged it, it would be even worse. But, um... Uh, but you know, it just, the other thing too, is that it makes this, it makes the next movie completely predictable. I know exactly what is going to happen, you know? And so, and but I guess it, yeah, we, it's one of those things that it's, maybe it's the journey, but like, we know that, you know, everyone's going to come back, but you think of it this way, how, you're like how, yeah. because there's fewer characters now. Well, they're going to use the time and, stone. Like, but yeah, but Thanos has the time stone. So it's like, how do you get that from Thanos when you have, you couldn't even beat Thanos the first time mm-hmm. with more characters, have fewer characters now. And, you know, you've got, you know, like Panthers the Badass and Spider-Man mm-hmm. and so-and-so, how do you do it? It's yeah. like one of those things. So I guess it's the, that, it's the, the journey more than the actual, and this is where you'll get the sacrifices, the, the legitimate sacrifices along the way. Yeah, so the Drax, Groot, Mantis, Maximoff, uh, um, Spider-Man, uh, Star-Lord, Doctor Strange, uh, Black Panther, and Wilson all uh, all die. They all, all dissolve. Yeah. And then you have remaining, you have Nebula, Star, you have Nebula, Iron Man, um, Hulk, Mbaku, Okayu, uh, Rhodey, Rocket, Steve Rogers, Black Widow, and Thor. Yeah. Left. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> like, I just yeah. feel like it's pretty obvious, though, what's going to happen. Like, they're going to get Captain Marvel is going to come, and she's like, she's going to be the thing that finally that gets the time stone from Thanos, and then they're going to go back, and then they're going to bring everybody back. But I think that I think the Cap and Tony will still have to make some kind of final sacrifice oh, definitely, yeah. in the final movie. And uh, so, you know, that'll be interesting. But, like, doesn't it also, if, like, all of this stuff is reversed in this movie, doesn't it also kind of make this movie inconsequential? Well, I guess it depends. It's one of those things that's where you sort of, 
snap back in status quo. So it is inconsequential, but I guess it's that thing where it's slightly different and it's you snap back in the, the final 20 minutes and what after that is the consequences is what is sort of the, yeah. the ongoing thing. So I guess there, maybe there's a price that has to be paid in order to snap it back. Mm. That's true. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So then we get our post credit scene with uh, with Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Yeah. And uh, and then they're they're sending an emergency message to. We see the emblem to Captain Marvel, and then we see them dissolve. And that was the only post credit scene, which surprised me because I thought we might get an Ant Man tease. Yeah, I thought maybe as well. Or yeah. So- some other character that we hadn't even thought about. I thought maybe there'd be someone, you know, put thrown to the mix, like uh, an Adam Warlock or oh, someone, yeah. uh, someone along those lines where there is some kind of connection or you go, oh, my God, I never even thought about that. But I guess it's, yeah, that, it, it's the tease for the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I that surprised me a little bit that we didn't get uh, just a little teaser from... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Do you think Ant-Man and the Wasp, obviously it's not going to happen in a timeline where half the civilization is destroyed. Obviously no. it's going to be before that. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, do you think that it'll be just completely kind of self-contained or do you see it feeding in and maybe explaining a little bit or having anything kind of to do with this movie or do you think it'll be its own thing? I think it's going to be its own thing. I feel like it might splinter out of uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think it's set beforehand, so I don't know if it's going to lead into anything. Maybe the post-credit scene might have something which will um, sort of connect back into that. Like they introduce, you know, someone will show up and go, "Yeah, you know, hi, I am so and so. You know, mm-hmm. call me if you need any help," kind of thing. Yeah. And so, like when they do introduce Ant Man and what's into this uh, Avengers Four. Um, they're like, oh yeah, I know a guy, and they give him a call or something maybe. So, do you think at the grand end of all of this, do you think we will only lose? Uh, do you think we will lose Iron Man and Cap, and that's it, or do you think it'll be? I mean, I guess Loki and Heimdall. Do you think that'll just be those four, or not even? I don't know. What's I, your what's your uh, what's your guesses predictions? I got I got a feeling it might be just those four, and yeah. but like the Captain America sort of name will get become a bit of a legacy and will get passed down to either Bucky or Sam Wilson, just because that's what's happened in the comics, and it sort of it, it sort of uh, makes sense that the the qualities of those you know, that character can be pushed on to that and sort of generate this new character. Well, yeah. well, identity for the characters. I've got to be maybe more Bucky than Sam, and, just because Sam hasn't had much development. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be interesting. Like, and one other little. This is a total nitpick, but <laughs> like, so at the beginning they show that Iron Man and that, that Tony and Pepper have gotten married, right? Yeah. And he, she's all like annoyed at him for going and like. You're like, Pepper, <laughs> you, you've known this man for a long time. Like, I, I, I thought of it that I, 
there's this story of the uh, of the Native American who picked up the snake and took it up the mountain, and then the snake bites him, and he says, "Why did you bite me? I took you up the mountain." And the snake says, "I knew what you uh, you knew what I was when you picked me up." And uh, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I was thinking about that. They're like, Pepper, you knew what he was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, like, after the, so many years, you'd think, oh, well, of course it's going to happen. You really expect Tony Stark, Iron Man, to sit out for the, like, massive conflict of Thanos and the, like, really? I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they 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 need... I did love, I was going to say they need to work on the female characters in these Marvel movies, but I did love the scene where I think it was Okayu and, um, or Okayu and, uh, Black, ugh, Okayu, Black Widow, and, um, and Scarlet, Witch. Scarlet Witch were fighting the hen- the female henchmen. Yep. That was good. That was Yeah, that was good, yeah. It sort of ended abruptly, though. But yeah, no, it was, it was a good bit of action piece in yeah, there, and stuff were working together that worked quite well. Yeah, and uh, so basically, like for me, as far as this movie goes, I thought that I did also really like the score. I thought it was really well made. I thought it was entertaining. I liked all the action. I liked all the humor. That's always fun. I liked the different pairings that they had. I thought that they really were fun, and I'd almost like to see more movies with. Like, I'd love. I wish we could have gotten yeah, more, more team up movies. Yeah, yeah cool. like I wish we could have gotten a Doctor Strange Iron Man movie because that would be really good. Um, and I really liked uh, Star Lord and Thor together. I really liked just some of these pairings. Really worked. I thought and. And so, and I, and you know, had really good, a lot of really good character moments. So overall it was enjoyable, but I was very annoyed by the ending. I didn't like the ending and I, uh, I had these sort of little nitpicks throughout of like scenes that I yeah. didn't worked, things that I didn't really like. And I, uh, so I, for me, I would give this movie a seven out of 10. Uh, it's definitely, I feel like it might not sound like it, but I actually feel positive about it. It's a fine movie. I just don't think it's the next Empire Strikes Back or whatever. As I've <laughs> heard people saying it's the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel. No, false. I disagree. Well, I, w- I wonder if that's one of those things where I feel like if, if, if you watch it multiple times, if it still holds up in that same way. Yeah. And- because I guess Empire Strikes Back, it doesn't matter how many times you watch it. And, right. and there is tiny little picks and nitpicks yeah. you could do in any movie, especially right. one where there's uh, fandom is such a high level. There's always going to be some kind of nitpick. Well, doesn't and, matter how small. But, Empire, um, Empire Strikes Back, they will never have a reveal. It'll never happen again. Like as no. good a reveal as was in that movie, in my opinion. No, definitely not. I guess people are thinking about the fact that they actually lost at the end as that is the I'm your father moment. Yeah. But the difference is that will be reversed. Where you can't, well, it, 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 it is a loss, but if he's treated it as a standalone movie because we haven't got the next one yet. Right, right. Yeah. 
Because Thanos won. Thanos got you know achieved where he wanted to achieve. Yeah. And then and the movie ended, and it's sort of I like that. In the yeah. Sense that yeah. It's different. It's yeah. um, and because you're so invested, and you sort of you're with all this tension and action, you're like, you've sort of gotten yourself into this tight ball. Yeah. And then to sort of not have that ending. I mean, a lot of people would be like, to get like, you know, the result. A lot of people would be like, oh my God, what am I? But I like it. It was sort of like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I felt, no, I, I felt it once it released, once uh-huh. the movie ended, I felt exhausted. Yeah. In, in, a, in, in a good way. And, and, and for a movie to do that, it takes a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I think if you dive where this movie tells you to dive, then it is very emotional and it really works. Oh, um, definitely, yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you, if you turn your mind off, you know, if you don't look at too analytically, which is a bit hard for people like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what we're here for, to look at an analytical sense as opposed to maybe a more fandom sense. Yeah. Or, you know, just to, just to have a good time. If you're looking at just at a good time, it, it works quite well, and you can yeah. say that it's a. I'd say, on a have a good time scale, I'd give it a nine out of ten. Okay. But uh, analytical, right. probably I'd give it an eight. Okay, and would you say that it's do you where would you kind of rank it like rough ranking as far as in your Marvel rankings? Like, would you like what would you where, like? Do you like it better than Black Panther? Oh, I don't know. I'd say maybe just just above Black Panther. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I yeah. For me, I, I definitely like Black Panther better. Um, but uh, but I can understand why. It's it's a it's a fun, big, popcorn movie. And, oh, definitely. Uh, and it was very ambitious as well. I yeah. thought it could have really flopped. I mean, you have twenty plus characters. Yeah. You have, you know, multiple subplots going on. How do you give everyone this space, especially people who are getting, you know, paid millions of dollars so they need to have bigger real estate than others? They definitely managed all the characters just about as good as you possibly could. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, you know, um, and, and, and the characters where they didn't get enough time will get that time in the next movie. Like, yeah. for instance, if you think about it, there wasn't much Captain America at all in this movie. No, there was hardly any Captain America, and uh, and very little like Black Widow was hardly in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, no wonder they survived. And, then they'll get they'll get that time in that next movie because you got to treat this yeah. now as like uh, a part one, part two. It's, it, very it's essentially little, a five hour movie. Very little Black Panther. Also, none yeah. of the Black Panther characters had had very much. Is um is Black Panther's sister is she? Sure, sure, Suri, Suri, Suri. Is she, she die or not? Do we see? I don't think we saw her disappear. So she's probably still around. Still, unless alive. it was one, unless it's one of those things where they just didn't have enough. You know, they just mm-hmm. had. You know, they showed enough people disappear, so they were like, oh yeah, if she did disappear, they just say like in the next movie, they like, will just mention it. But I think she's still there. And the only other character that we didn't account for is um, Wong. Is went oh, to yeah. go guard the um, the uh, sanctum. The sanctum, sanctum. 
Yeah, so I'll, I reckon he'll turn up again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everybody else, right, that we talked yeah. talk about. So, yeah, well, yeah they, had a, they had a really hard, and it's just part one, so we can't judge until we see the whole thing, and we'll we'll see. But I will be very annoyed if they bring Loki back. I will be very upset. <laughs> but so let's just hope they at least stick with the landing with that but i'm i'm excited we'll see how it is and uh you know at least at least they went for it you know they 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 uh they went for it so there you go and it was certainly a billion times better than x-men apocalypse that's for sure oh definitely <laughs> that's oh god and, and that could have been like the X-Men, the X-Men is the equivalent of epic storyline. They've yeah. already tried, and they're going to try again with the whole Phoenix, Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. Um, I guess this is, the, 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 this is like the Dark Phoenix saga on the scale or even larger, and <laughs> they're going in for a second time, and they don't know if they're going to... Oh, yeah, so this movie uh, was a lot of fun. It was enjoyable, except for the ending. And, uh, and we will see where, where it goes next. And the next movie, because not, we're not going to do Deadpool 2, uh, no. I believe. And uh, so then the next one that we'll talk about is, which one? What's we're coming next? Are we not going to, is there nothing? I, I am Man and the Wasp. That's the next I one. Am Man, and the, uh, Man and the Wasp is the next one? Yeah. 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 There's Ant-Man and the Wasp and then Aquaman. Is that the only ones? Yeah, and Aquaman's like in... Um... Yeah, in, yeah, in like November. December, November, December, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to figure out some other podcasts we can do. But anyway, so that'll be really fun. We we'll look forward to Ammon and the Wasp, and that that's out July uh, the July Fourth weekend, uh, at least here. I don't know where it is there, but but anyway, so we'll look, time, yeah. look forward to that. And and uh, thank you so much. I know that a lot of people listening will have very different opinions on this movie than certainly from me. So put in the comment section your opinion what you think and uh and let us know we'd love to have a discussion that's what we're here for oh, definitely yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you think i'm wrong don't you didn't tell us if you think yeah. i'm right yeah tell me as well <laughs> they're way more likely to think i'm wrong but that's okay but if you think either of us are wrong put it in the description section i, mean, I guess it's one of those things it, <laughs> it, it uh, is it, there's no right or wrong answer it's a real opinion as long as you can uh back it up with some kind of um argument it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, you know yeah as long exactly. as you're not just going oh you're dumb because you thought that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so where can people find you all right so you can find me at howtolovecomics.com so howtolovecomics is all about helping people if they want to get into comics uh find the way how to do it so we have articles on uh especially with avengers we've got uh i've got a list on the 10 avengers stories that you should read uh, is, uh, most of the uh, Avengers characters is also listed as well. And there's also just uh, reviews, tips, and uh, other comic book, author- comic book awesomeness. So that's howlovecomics.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, so that's howlovecomics, and on Facebook as well. And if you want to just uh, reach me on my regular one, um, at Trevor Vanaz on Twitter. Great. I'll have that all in the description section. Check it out. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube and at Smiling LDS on social media. So check that out. And uh, and thanks again. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun, actually, for yeah, me. Yeah, it was. This was yeah, maybe, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. This was maybe my favorite of all the ones we've talked about. I don't know, because I was just like, I don't know, it was just fun. 
I enjoyed it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's probably my, my favorite too. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, great. And uh, we will talk again for Ammon and the Wasp. Yeah, see you then. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.